Alright, hello everybody. Uh, my name is Tim and I go by FoamyGuy on the GitHub and Discord. This is going to be the deep dive program. Uh, so happy Fridays, first of all. Uh, we made it through another week together. This has been a pretty good one for me. I uh, hope everybody had a good week. Hope everybody has a good weekend coming up. Uh, have some fun Friday night, Saturday, do whatever kinds of things you like. Um, so uh, the deep dive program, for those that might be new or don't know, we're going to be working on CircuitPython development. Um, so CircuitPython, you can learn more at the website right here, circuitpython.org. This is basically an implementation of Python that runs on some tiny computers called microcontrollers. Uh, there's a bunch of pictures of them on this page here. Um, so one thing that you can see is there are lots of different shapes and sizes of these microcontrollers. Some of them have... Uh, different peripherals like built-in screens. Uh, some of them have are very small and don't have uh, too many pins. Some of them are larger and have lots of pins. Some of them are very basic but also have lots of pins uh, and are very cheap, uh, made by the Raspberry Pi company there. Um, some of them have built-in keys. So all different shapes and sizes of these things and we're running Python code on these um, in order to interface with the other hardware that's connected. So, you know, it can connect up to the RGB LEDs, can connect up to little speakers, you know, buzzers, beepers, uh, buttons, switches, uh, you know, uh, knobs like potentiometers and rotary encoders, um, any kind of little electronical widget. Uh, we can connect up with these microcontrollers and then use our Python code to interact with it to, you know, know when the buttons get pressed, to know when the switch gets flipped, uh, to know when the keys are pressed, you know, the keyboard keys to draw stuff on the screens. Um, you know, e-ink screens we have as well, so you can draw stuff on there and they it stays showing uh, even when the power is taken away. Um, so lots of different things that you can do with these. Um, and CircuitPython is a project all about making it super easy to uh, write programs that run on these microcontrollers. Um, so that's kind of the, the high-level thing that we'll be looking at uh, more specifically, what I'm going to dive into is the display stuff. So more like this device here, where it has a built-in display, uh, and we're going to work on some stuff related to drawing things on the screen. Uh, specifically, I'm going to work on some bitmap tools examples. Um, let me catch up on the chats here real quick. So, uh, Biata, how's it going? Uh, happy Friday. Oops, I have the microphone just barely in frame, don't I? Let's scoot that just a tad. Uh, let me... Let me pull up all the chats here. Happy Friday, Tammy. How's it going? C. Grover. Uh, Paul, happy Friday. How's it going? Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, yeah, here we go. Let's see if we can see that. Marker's red. That'll give us a little bit of extra space there. We can see some of the messages. Uh, so bitmap tools. Actually, let me also finish up the introduction here. So let's hide this one more thing. Uh, so yeah, the CircuitPython project, this is what we're going to be working on. I'll be diving into bitmap tools, which is a, a particular way of drawing things on the screen, a particular way of manipulating images in order to draw them on the screen. Um, the CircuitPython project, though, is open source, so anybody can find the project and contribute to it. Um, there is a contributing link at the top here, so if you do go to circuitpython.org and you go to the contributing page, this is going to list all the open uh, pull requests and all the open issues, um, and especially the open issues are helpful if you're brand new to the project and you just uh, want to start getting involved. Uh, inside the open issues, there is a filter called Good First Issue, which is where we put stuff that is good uh, for folks that don't have a lot of experience yet or haven't uh, you know, necessarily contributed anything to the project uh, before. 
Um, so if you do want to get involved, you can head over to circuitpython.org uh, contributing. Um, also join us on the Discord, uh, which is uh, linked down below on the screen there, adafru.it slash Discord, that channel, and collaborate throughout the week uh, about all things CircuitPython development related. Um, if you just like the project and you want to help support it, but you don't necessarily want to get involved in development, that is cool too. The way you can do that is by heading over to Adafruit.com and purchasing hardware from them. So Adafruit uh, is a hardware and software company based out of New York uh, in the United States. They um, are the company that pays the team that works on CircuitPython. So they pay some folks who work on the team full time. Uh, they pay other folks who work on the team part time, such as myself. Um, and they're the ones primarily funding the CircuitPython project. So it's an open source project that anybody is allowed to use, anybody is allowed to contribute to, to modify, um, to do whatever they want with. Um, Adafruit funds it by paying the people who work on it. Um, so if you wanna help support us, um, you can purchase hardware from Adafruit. And of course that will help out. Um, so definitely all of us that do work on the project do absolutely appreciate that. Um, so. Let me catch up on the chats again. Lance Evil Productions. Uh, did you use Make Unity Tutorials or something years ago? Uh, you kind of remind me of a guy that worked on an indie game. I uh, I did not make any Unity tutorials. I did some Android tutorials uh, on YouTube like way, way, way back many years ago. Um, and then other than that, most of the stuff that I have released is newer uh, CircuitPython related stuff. I don't think there were any game ones in there. Uh, but I don't remember for sure, uh, but definitely not Unity if it was, because I've never done anything with Unity. Uh, Charlie likes GoFlorages. How's it going? Hello. Um, all right. So more specifically, what I'm getting into today is bitmap tools. So uh, for anybody who doesn't know, bitmap tools is a core module. That means it's a module that's available inside the core of CircuitPython. It doesn't require any library in order to use it. Uh, and it is a module that's basically all about modifying bitmaps in various ways, manipulating uh, bitmaps. Um, so there are a couple of different things we can do with it. I'll be making some examples that show some of them. Uh, there are a couple examples that I actually made for this last night. So I'm kind of picking up uh, where I left off last night. So if uh, the kind of stuff I'm working on today is interesting to you, one of the things you can do is head uh, over to my YouTube or my Twitch, and uh, you can catch yesterday's uh, stream from last night where I worked on a very similar uh, type of thing, examples for this bitmap tools. Um, I'll also link it here, uh, bitmap tools. These are the ones I created last night. There was one for rotating images, and there's one for rotating images uh, animated, so it will just keep uh, spinning over and over again. Um, and there's also a preview of this I can show, so if you want to see what I'm talking about, you know, if you're a visual person, um, and you want to see what I'm talking about without running it, there are a couple examples on here. So uh, we loaded up our image, our bitmap image. In this case, it's Billy, the blue LED. Uh, and then we're able to rotate Billy, you know, 90 degrees to the left there uh, and draw a new one sideways. And then the animated one is this one where Billy just spins around and around and around in a circle there, uh, which is kind of fun. So these are a couple examples that I created yesterday. And we're going to work on some more today that do other various interesting things with bitmap, excuse me, bitmap tools. Looks like we spelled that wrong, so that's probably not gonna help us find anything. I'll also erase this. I actually, I think I bookmarked this other uh, index. Oh, nope, too slow, okay, we'll go this way. I think I bookmarked an index page that sometimes I'm quicker at finding stuff on. 
Um, so bitmap tools, here's the docs for it. Um, and again, there's a bunch of different functionality in this. So far, the function I've been focused on is RotoZoom. Uh, but there are also others like Alpha Blend right here. This one's dealing more with, I think, merging two two images together, uh, you know, sort of transparency-wise, like, you know, putting one on top of the other, but, you know, they're both partially transparent or something. Um, fill region, this is for uh, filling in rectangles inside of a bitmap with a certain color uh, very efficiently. Uh, boundary fill, this one, uh, this one I actually worked on. This one is like a paint bucket fill. So you can, um, you know, you choose a pixel and then it will like, fill in that pixel and all the surrounding pixels with a certain color uh, and it'll keep like filling outwards until it runs into boundaries so it'll like fill up any enclosed space uh, with a certain color uh, and again all this stuff happens inside a bitmap object which you can then of course show on the screen you know using a tile grid uh, on a group just like any old you know display io object uh, there's a draw line so this one will help you draw a line from point a to point b uh, or more specifically from point X1, Y1 to point X2, Y2. Um, you can make it whatever color you want, I think, by using value there. So that's kind of a neat one, draw lines. Uh, ArrayBlit, I'm not actually familiar with this one. This is, I think, something taken out of uh, arrays, maybe like ULab arrays, MicroLab, maybe taking data out of there and uh, pushing it into a bitmap. Uh, not actually 100% certain on that one. Read into reads from a binary file into a bitmap. So this would be like loading a bitmap from a file into memory. It's like what that one is for. Uh, dithering function. So dithering is a type of image manipulation. I think it's, I don't know exactly the technical definition of it. I think it's like making the edges, uh, making the edges sharper, or maybe making the edges less sharp. Um, I don't know, that'll be one I'll be interested to look into and play around with some. So basically bitmap tools does all these things, but this page right here is basically the main and only page where, uh, I believe at least, where it's kind of documented and there aren't many examples uh, throughout the code. Uh, so I'm trying to write some examples that we could add to the documentation here. Uh, we can add them to the repo, uh, which I linked just a moment ago in the Discord there. Um, and this way, you know, maybe we could add them to a learn guide eventually. This way there will be more examples um, and, you know, better resources for people who want to use this core module. Um, so that's what I'm up to. Uh, I'm sticking with RotoZoom still because RotoZoom, it turns out, is very, very versatile. It can do a lot of uh, interesting and different things. Um, so I've only scratched the surface uh, so far with the two examples I've done. We have lots of room to cover um, that we can still do with RotoZoom. So that's where we're getting going right here. I'm going to plug in my Pi Portal. We're going to go to the camera. And I think it should be running one of these. Yeah, this one's running the uh, the angle, the uh, 90 degrees, or yeah, 90 degrees to the left there. Um, so we've got one Billy. This is the source bitmap Billy. Uh, so this one got loaded from a file on the CircuitPy drive. Uh, and then this bitmap over here, I just created that bitmap in code, and then I pasted that um, rotated billy inside of it using the RotoZoom function. Um, let's pull up CodePy here. Let's close all these things for now. We might as well. Oh, actually, this is not device workspace. We're not going to have a CodePy in here. Uh, we can close this one. We can open device workspace. Let's do that. New window. Yep. Okay. 
All right, so let's close a couple of these. So Billy is my bitmap. This is the BMP. This is a regular old, uh, well, not regular. It's an indexed BMP. You know, any kind of bitmap that Display.io supports, um, all this functionality will work with any of those bitmaps. I'm just using Billy because it was available. I had one. It's uh, relatively small, so it doesn't take up a lot of memory. Uh, and we can, you know, manipulate it in various ways to see what all the different functionality does. Um, so I'll start by doing a quick sort of once over of this one for anybody um, who didn't catch last night's stream and wants to see what this one is. I won't um, necessarily pick through it meticulously because you can uh, watch along with the VOD from yesterday to see that, but then we'll move on and do some newer ones. Um, so quick rundown of how this works uh, for rotating an image. Uh, we've got our imports up here. You know, we need our imports for like bitmap tools. We need display.io. Uh, we need math because we need to convert from uh, degrees to radians. Uh, although I guess if you you know think in radians, then you could just use those. Uh, personally, for me, I tend to when I'm thinking about angles, I, I always think in degrees. So uh, we use math module uh, down lower a little bit to convert from degrees to radians because that's what the function expects is radians. Uh, import board so we can access the display. Import uh, image load so we can load the bitmap file into memory. Uh, you know, just grab the built-in display. I'm using a Pi portal, so we're just going to have board.display like normal. Uh, we're going to load up the Billy BMP, so I saved it on my CircuitPy drive uh, in a file called Billy.bmp. It's just in the root of the drive uh, right over there. We're going to load it up with Adafruit image load. We get the bitmap object. We get the palette object from that. Uh, once we have our bitmap and our palette object, we can then create a tile grid uh, if we want to show the source bitmap on the screen, which in this case we do. Uh, we elected to. So this one here on the left is the source bitmap. Now that is optional. You could choose not to show the source bitmap on the screen, and that's fine as well. Um, but in this case, I did go ahead and show it. So we have a tile grid for it. Uh, we give that tile grid the source bitmap and the source palette. This one, we're gonna now create a destination bitmap object. So we create a new bitmap. Uh, we're giving it a height and width. In this case, I took the height of the source bitmap, which is Billy. So that's 41 by 92. I took the height 92 and I squared that. So I made my new bitmap 92 pixels by 92 pixels. Uh, and then the number of colors that that bitmap is going to have, that's the third argument here. The number of colors is going to be the same number of colors that's in the source palette. Uh, create a tile grid so we can show the destination bitmap. Uh, this is where we're calling the actual rotozoom function. So this is the one that does the actual rotation for us. We give it the destination bitmap. Uh, we give it the source bitmap. We tell it the angle we want it to rotate. In this case, it is 270 degrees. Uh, because it goes clockwise, um, so you know we start up here, you know north, 12 o'clock on a clock. Uh, 270 degrees means we're going all the way around here, pointing towards the left, basically. Uh, we do need to convert that to radians to pass it to angle, um, and then that's the argument that goes inside Rotozoom and actually does the uh, the turning for us. Uh, for the destination tile grid, I just gave it a you know a bigger X there, a 100X in order to scoot it over to the right. Um, that way we have Source bitmap on the left, destination bitmap on the right. Create a group so we can show it on the display. Put both of our tile grids in the group, and then of course show the group on the display. And then with any Display.io project, you need to put that loop forever. Uh, otherwise, when it finishes, uh, you know it will just go back to the REPL, and you'll no longer be able to see your stuff. So we loop forever there. That way we can keep seeing our images on the display. 
Um, so that's the basic functionality of rotating an image. Uh, the next one I'm going to do, I think, is scaling an image. Um, so I'm just going to start editing this file, I think. Use bitmap tools rotozoom to scale, scale a BMP image, uh, because this also can do scaling for us. So we're going to have mostly the same setup here, uh, but on our rotozoom call, instead of angles, we are going to say, I think it's actually just scale. Um, Yep, scale. We are just gonna say scale, and uh, I don't know, do we wanna go bigger or smaller? Well, we can't really, I mean, we can, like RotoZoom will allow us to go bigger, uh, but if we go bigger, we would actually need to make the destination bitmap bigger, or else we would not be able to fit the entire thing. Um, maybe we should do one smaller and one bigger. I like that idea. Let's do one smaller and one bigger. So let's make our source bit, I mean, excuse me, let's make our destination bitmap uh, bigger than the height of the source bitmap because uh, we want to have more room to be able to scale up Billy to a higher, uh, a bigger size. So let's say instead of just height and height, uh, maybe we'll call it times two. Uh, just give ourselves like double the amount of room in both orientations. We'll see if that's too big or something. Um, you know, we can always tweak it down if we need. Give it the old format there. Another little trick I'm gonna do is dest bitmap.fill, and I'm gonna tell it to fill the bitmap with the one color, which in my case uh, happens to be a white color. Uh, I happen to know because I looked at the palette yesterday, and the index, the, the color that is at index one is one of these white-ish colors. Uh, so I'm going to fill the destination bitmap with ones, which means it's going to basically color in the background of it with ones, which means we'll be able to see the rectangle that it occupies on the display a little bit easier. What's my red? Oh, we put scale here and we didn't ever fill it in. Let's just do 1.0 for now. Uh, and then, of course, we'll go and change that to a different size here. Okay. Uh, so that is how much room we have. The white box is our destination bitmap. That's nice and big. We got plenty of room that we could scale up Billy uh, and show two copies of Billy as well. One small one and one big one. Um, so I'll go ahead and undo the fill because we don't necessarily want that in the finished example, uh, but it was helpful to see the size of my bitmap there. Just get a visual look at, uh, you know, what actual size it is. Of course, I know it's 91 pixels times two, but like... You know, it's easier to tell what that means when you look at it on the screen, kind of. Um, so let's um, let's see here. We should scale one up, I think. Uh, I mean, we have room to go all the way to double. So yeah, I guess we should go to double, or should we go to 1.5 so that it's clear that you can actually use fractions as well? I think I actually like that. Um, I'm even going to go 1.75, so, uh, you know, a relatively unround number, uh, you know, so to speak, right? This scale, the cool, one of the cool things about this uh, is that scale is not limited to integer scaling. So uh, with Display.io, with groups, for instance, uh, groups have a scale property, right? Like you can do group.scale, you know, equals two, right? This will scale things times two. They'll be twice as big. Uh, but as far as I know, this has to be an integer. You can't just go 
you know, scale dot, you know, 1.5, right? This one doesn't work, uh, I don't think. Um, but with the scale inside the roto zoom, we can use floats. So we, I believe we can say something like this 1.75, uh, run that, and there we go. Yeah, we have a new billy, which is, you know, 175% of the size of the old billy. It's not quite double, uh, you know, essentially. Um, so now we've got a nice big one. Let's make a smaller one as well. Uh, maybe we'll do a half size one, so 0.5. Uh, and the cool thing about, you know, another cool thing about RotoZoom, I'm probably going to say a few more times the cool thing about RotoZoom. Rest assured, what I mean is another one of the cool things about RotoZoom, because there are many, many cool things about RotoZoom. Um, but another one of them is that we can just keep pasting into the bitmap over and over again, right? We have one single destination bitmap. We can paste into that as much as we want. Um, you know, it has a limited size, of course, so like eventually we'll be you know, pasting over the top of something else we put in there, potentially. Um, but we can paste as many times as we want, and we're not making new bitmaps each time, so you know, we're not adding, you know, additional objects to memory, which is kind of cool. Um, I'm going to actually put the fill back, I think. Let me go back fill. This way we can uh, see, because we're going to tweak the placement of our big and our little billy. So, uh, bitmap.fill. we're going to go one call it white. Let's go back here. Um, there's our white box. So right now, uh, Big Billy, I will call um, this one for now, Big Billy. Big Billy is perfectly in the center of the white box, which is the destination bitmap. I think what I want to do is move Big Billy over towards the right of the white box. Um, and the way we do that, uh, and you'll have to bear with me, because again, I'm also sort of still learning about this RotoZoom, so I don't quite have everything understood 100% of the right way, but I believe the way we're going to do that is by changing the OX value, and the value that we want is going to be the horizontal pixel location in the destination bitmap where the source bitmap point, EXPY, is going to be placed. Um, and so I happen to know, because I looked into this yesterday, which actually that's another one of the things I'll do on the uh, stream here today is go update this documentation page. Uh, I happen to know that the default for these OX and OY and PX and PY are in the centers of the respective bitmaps. Uh, so PX and PY, that is in the center of the source bitmap, which in our case, again, is the standard billy. Uh, and then the OX and OY represent a pixel location within our destination bitmap, the big white one. And by default, if we don't change them, they represent the center of that as well. So right now we have the center of our source bitmap aligned with the center of our destination bitmap. What we want to do instead is scoot the center of the point that we paste into our destination. We want to scoot that point towards the right. So I think what we need to do is make it something larger than half of the destination bitmaps width. I want to try to align it to the right side. That's a little bit fancier than we need to be, but I'm going to see if I can get the math right. Uh, so if I wanted to align it to the right side, what I would need is basically the width of the destination bitmap minus the width of the source bitmap times the scale. 
times the scale that we used, which is 1.75. I think, because destination bitmap.width would be the right edge. Oh, but that's gonna align the center with the right edge. Uh, so we don't wanna come back a full width. We actually wanna come back only a half width, so. It's kind of weird, but we're going to go source bitmap.width over, over 2 and then times the scale factor, which is 175. Yeah, I think that's what we want. So if I understand this right, and if I did the math right, our big billy should be right aligned. The right edge of the big billy should be on the right edge of the white box. Uh, but it's very possible I didn't, so let's see. Okay, well, first of all, we can't convert float to int. What if we tried harder? I bet we could if we put our mind to it. 35. Uh... Mm. Ah, okay, these are ints. So we'll want to... Uh... We'll want to go int this stuff. and it will round it down. It will truncate it, I think, actually. There we go. Oh, and I hit it, look at that. Right edge of Big Billy is on the right edge of the white box. Uh, we could also scoot the Big Billy up or down if we wanted. You can see right now, again, it's it's centered, so it was, it was previously centered in both the X and the Y. Now it is centered in you know, the Y, the, the vertical, uh, but now, of course, it's over to the right side in the horizontal. Um, I think that's what I want, though, so let's add a small billy into here. So we're basically just going to roto-zoom again. I'm going to format so this is not a million miles long. I'm going to copy. We're going to make another one of these. This is a little billy. I think it's actually IE, right? Yeah, it is. Big Billy. Uh, and we're gonna wanna change the, uh, the location here. Um, and of course the scale as well. We'll go down to, uh, let's go half, I think. Maybe we'll look at a quarter. Be curious what a quarter looks like, if it's still recognizable, but let's start with a half. Uh, the location, so by default, again, it's going to be in the center. What we want is, I think I want to put it aligned with the left edge this time. So we are going to use very similar math here, but instead of the width minus this thing, it will actually be zero plus this thing, which is actually the same as writing just this thing. And I think we have extra parentheses now. Source bitmap width over two, half of the width of the source bitmap, and then times our scale, which is now 0 0.5 on this one. Nice, there's our little Billy. Uh, and again, it's vertically aligned to the center, so it's you know, halfway in the middle vertically of the yellow box. Um, 
Do we want to leave it there? I think I want to move it. Uh, partially, because I think, well, let me take the fill out for one thing. I bet you it looks less weird without the fill. Yeah, it totally does. Uh, but I also think I want... I think I want them both at the top. Yeah, I don't think I want them to float in the middle vertically. I think I'd rather move them both to the top. So, for that, we're going to use OY. We used OX to change the horizontal location. We're going to use OY, or as I like to call it, OY, to change the vertical location. Uh, OY. This one is going to be very similar, truthfully. Uh, this is going to be another zero plus because we want to anchor it to the top, which is zero. So we actually don't need to write zero plus, of course. Uh, we will want int. We will want. We will want um, source bitmap height over two. Um, we're gonna, we want to come, we want to come down by, we want to go above zero by half of the source bitmap height times the scale. Uh, maybe we should make scale into a variable and then not hard code as many of them. Uh, I don't know if they're necessary, but I like these parentheses. Format. Okay, let's see if we got that right for Big Billy. It looks like it. I'm going to turn the fill back on just to be sure. This will make it easier to tell. Yeah. Alright, let's move little Billy. Uh, here we go. Oi. Int. And honestly, I think this one is the exact same. Of course, with the one difference being the scale is different, so it won't be uh, 1.75, instead it would be 0 0.5, and I think that that would work the same. Indeed it does. Nice. Maybe we, honestly, we maybe even have enough room for a medium one. I mean, I guess we could put one in at regular size. I am gonna do... Billy scale equals 1.75, then just reuse this. 
And so this, all right, we made normal billy. We want to change the OX for normal billy. Uh, I think actually OX, we could just leave the default because centering it makes sense to me. Hmm. Maybe not. Maybe we go more to the left. Yeah, it is centered, uh, but it would look better halfway between Little Billy and Big Billy. Um, I don't know that I want to, like, calculate out the exact point that that is. So I think I may just nudge it to the, nef to the left some. But, of course, we could, like... You know, figure out the total size of the destination and subtract the size of the big billy and subtract the size of the little billy and then figure out the remaining size, you know, halfway point, you know, factoring in the size of normal billy. We could figure all of that out, uh, but I think we'll just... I think we will just go int... Let's go nice and easy. Let's just say dest bitmap dot width over to which is what it will start with and then we will just nudge it minus 10 let's say see what that gets us a little more let's turn the fill back off and try minus 20 Getting closer. We're real close, I think. Maybe 24? Again, it's not an exact science. If we wanted it exact, I would go do the math, but I think like this is pretty good. Uh, we just put that, you know, pretty close to the middle. Um, yeah. Do we want to keep the source billy? Maybe we should not have the source billy on this one, just to show that, like, you don't have to show it if you don't want. Especially since we do already have a normal-sized billy, so we don't necessarily, you know, we we have two since we're showing the source. Yeah, I think I'll uh, I think I'll hide the uh, the source bitmap on this one, so um, we can basically just not create a source tile grid if we want. You know, we don't we don't need to do that. We can just not create it. We don't add it to the group, and boom, doesn't show. And we just have the destination. So this is cool too. You can use RotoZoom like, you know, you can load up a sprite sheet and then just like paste chunks out of it into your destination bitmap on your screen uh, and keep your sprite sheet in memory. Of course, you never, you know, on a sprite sheet, you never really want to show the whole thing as one thing. You always want to cut little bits of it out and put them on the display like this. So, um... I think only other thing, maybe let's not do 100x, um, I don't know, maybe let's just call it 10-10. Give it a little bit of padding from the wall, but not a whole lot. You know, that looks pretty good, I think. Okay. 
Let's fill in uh, any comments on this one. We can take out this. Let's get it ready to put inside of that examples repo. Um, the date, the name, rotozoom to scale a bitmap. Uh, yeah, I guess we could be a little more specific. Scale a bitmap. Um, let's see, scale a bitmap image and show multiple sizes of it on the display. Uh, we're not using math on this one because uh, we don't have any angles. Uh, you can mix and match this stuff too, though. So, like, you can have, you know, Big Billy 1.75 scale. You can also rotate it with angle on here. So, you know, you can, like, take your image and put it in whatever, you know, size and shape and configuration you need, uh, which is, you know, makes this thing super powerful. Um, um, I don't Do we want to keep this whole explanation... Yeah, I think so. I maybe even want to just add the roto zoom takes from source bitmap puts into destination bitmap. I don't know. There's probably a much better way to word this. Looks like I was trying to be fairly concise, but it might be better to be more descriptive or uh, just more verbose rather like try to describe it better because I mean it's it's taking I mean I guess in this case it's taking the entire source bitmap putting it into the destination bitmap manipulated in various ways in our case scale and location default values for XY locations so that part's actually not true anymore well Default values for the XY locations are not used. Clipping is not used. Clipping is not used. So the whole source image is put into the destination bitmap. Angle argument, yeah, we're not using angle argument. So instead, I think we'll say scale, scale argument. Multiply the size of the multiply. Multiply the size of the uh, source bitmap uh, times the scale factor. Source bitmap times the scale factor. So then we've got our big billy, our normal size billy, and our little billy. Move the this. Destination image tile grid out of the corner, corner a little bit, a little bit. What's wrong with a little bit? Reduce redundancy. 
Um, okay, I guess I have no arguments. Um, create the group to show the tile grids. Add the tile grids to the group. In this case, we're only showing one, the destination one, so I guess we could go singular. Add the group to display loop forever so you can enjoy your image. Probably capital. Although it is apropos for Little Billy to be a lowercase l, isn't it? New line here. It doesn't matter too much, but. Well, it's still clear that this, like, more verbose description applies to all of these roto zoom function calls here. Alright, cool. So I think we take this code. Make Let's uh, run it again. You know, I never did load up my uh, serial today. Let's restart it. Just make sure it's looking good. Yeah. And so now we can take this code. We're going to put it into the example, CircuitPython module examples. This is a repo over in the CircuitPython org. It's got a bitmap tools folder, so we're going to make a new one in here. Bitmap tools scale BMP. PY. Multiple? Do we want to specify multiples? Uh, I think we'll just say scale BMP. Maybe we should be saying RotoZoom in the name of these. I'd eventually change the names, we'll see. This is going to be in here. It just uses the same billy, so we don't need a new image for it. Empty line at the end, yeah. Alright, I think we're looking good there. Uh, make a branch. Can you do animated zoom from small to large? Yes, you can. Yeah, you sure can. I'll uh, I'll show you an example of that here in just a minute. Uh, check out. Let's call it um, bitmap tools scale. Python main no track. Okay. Let's push this one so we can create a PR from it. Uh, bitmap tools rotate. Bitmap tools scale example. Uh, yeah, I'll do a scale animated because I did rotate and I did rotate animated um, So it makes sense actually to do a scale and a scale animated uh, So we'll let's come back here. I think we will maybe only use one You know stamp of it. We'll just have one that grows big and small uh, We'll Put it back in the center, I think, of the destination bitmap. I don't think we need to move it over to the side if we're only going to have one. Um, we will call this the 
I think current scale, current scale. And why don't we start it on one? Start it on one? Why don't we start it on 0.5? Is that where we want to start it? Yeah, we might as well. Let's start on 0.5, we can always tweak it later. We go current scale here, uh, 10, 10. Yeah, that's fine, 10, 10 still. We're not gonna be touching the top left edge of the destination toggle anymore, so it's gonna feel farther away than that. So let's draw it once. There it is. Right now we just have a 0.5 scale billy here, and it's static, of course. It's not moving or doing anything. Inside of our loop down here, we will go for scale in range. Should call this actually initial scale. Initial scale. Realistically, we could just hard code it, but I'll leave it for now. For scale in range, um, I think I almost want to use ints instead of floats. I think I could do something like range 0 0.5, you know, 2.0, count by 0.1. You can do something like that. Maybe we'll give that a try, actually. Although I do think we're not, um, it's not inclusive on the far end, right? I in range 0 0.5, 0 0.0, 0 0.1, and I, or floating in. I guess you can't do that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we have no choice for that. So instead, let's go, uh, let's go from, let's go from 5 to 20, counting by 1, which is default. And I, that's actually going to go from, actually going to go from 5 to 19, I think. Is that right? Yeah. So we'll go 21, because we want to get up to 20. Could you not start with the slider in the center, so small to the left and larger to the right? Not sure what you mean, sorry. Uh, with the slider, I don't, we don't have a, uh, not sure what you mean by the slider. We can put it anywhere that we want, though. So we could put it on the left, we could put it on the right. We could move it as we scale it. You know, we could make it so when it's on the left, it's small, and as it scales up, it also moves towards the right. Um, we could do all kinds of that stuff if that's if that covers what you're asking about. Sorry, though, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, first scale in range 5 to 20, we're going to go... We're going to do two things. We're going to go uh, dest bitmap dest bitmap dot fill with zero to blank out the previous frame so that it's going to basically cover over whatever we drew last time 
And then we're going to roto zoom again inside here from desk to source. Scale is going to be scale over 10? Be 10, right? Uh, so this will loop from 5 to 20. Will basically mean this is going to scale from 0.5 to 2.0. Going by 0.1 scale, so, you know, 10% each chunk. We could change the numbers here to make it smoother if we wanted. We are going to snap from 20 back down to 5. Uh, we could make another for loop going the other way. Let's just make sure it actually works before we get that far, though. Uh-huh, rerun it. Oh yeah, look at that. Live, coming to you live and in action. Billy to LED, Billy, Billy, Billy. What this reminds me of is like a monster truck thing or something. Uh, I guess it goes with the slider widget you discussed a month ago, but no worries. Ah, okay, the slider, yeah, okay, I do know what you're talking about. Sorry, I didn't, uh, didn't think back to that one. You could, yeah, you could. That'd be a good example, actually. I think that one would go more uh, probably as an example in the slider repo than the core module one, but you totally could set it up to where you have a slider and when you move the slider back and forth, it changes the size of the bitmap. So Billy in our case, right? You definitely could, uh, you could hook it up to do a slider with that. Both the on-screen slider like I was using um, I was using a display IO widget slider. Uh, let me use the other browser here. Uh, you could also actually, though, if you wanted to go crazy with it, you could use a physical slider too. Because uh, there are like slider, you know, this kind of thing. You could use one of these as well uh, and change the size of your bitmap with this, which would be kind of fun too. Uh, okay, so we're scaling up. That's doing pretty good. I. I want a little bit better resolution and slow it down a bit. So instead of 5 to 20, what if we said... Um, hmm. What if we said... Do we just add a 0 and a 0 and a 100? That's going to give us more resolution, right? Okay, I'm gonna look away from the camera. Ah, it is getting pretty flashy at the big, uh... It is getting pretty flashy at the big sizes, actually. Let me try without fill, and see what that looks like. I will say, too, the camera here, this camera is not perfect. It doesn't necessarily keep up with it. Um... So it is possible that there's like artifacts that we see on the screen here that are not necessarily actually on the Pi Portal screen. Uh, sometimes that does happen. This is kind of an interesting effect where new Billy just comes out of the the middle there, but old Billy is still there. Maybe what we could do is call fill after this is done looping. Since we're getting bigger each time, we're going to be overriding whatever was in the previous frame anyway, in this case, so we could only fill afterwards. 
Yeah. And if we wanted to go the other way, so it would like pulsate bigger and smaller, basically, we could uh, just run this puppy in reverse. Although, I think the bounds are probably different if we run it in reverse. Because we would want to start on 200. Maybe, maybe we're going, maybe we're going bigger than two. Maybe we're actually going to 2.1. Well, 2.9, I guess. 2.09. Maybe we should start on 2.09, which would be 209. And then down to, it's, I think it's uninclusive of this, so I guess we're going to want 49 instead of 50. Is that right? When in doubt, REPL it. Let's see what we get here. Print. Scale. Uh, Gordy G, right now you're scaling from 0.5 to 2.09. Okay. You get that right. Yeah, and this one does go 50, so we do want 49 here. Yeah, I think when I changed it to the hundreds, I didn't account for the fact that we're going to still go to 209. Originally, we were going from 5 to 20, um, but I got that extra resolution. I may still go back. 100 might be too much. Maybe we could uh, back it off some. This will scale us down from the big size to the small size, though. We don't have the fill, so I guess it's probably gonna still show us the big one. Oh, not quite exactly what I was thinking. Very interesting. Weird. It doesn't keep showing us the big one, but it does like smear the edges of it kind of there. Does this like the outermost bit of it? Infabilly, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dexter, how's it going? Try 50, 201, and then uh, 200, 49. Minus one. There we go. I like, I kind of like this effect actually. It looks like he's getting sucked into a vortex or something. Got a black hole consuming Billy or something going on here. Uh, we could call fill in between each time. I suspect it's going to start getting flashy if we do that again though. This would remove the vortex effect, but probably make it a little bit blinky. Yeah, you see there every every little bit there, it starts kind of blinking on us. Um, maybe we could make it better with... I don't know if you can set that other than at the initialization. Turn off auto uh, auto refresh. After you initialize a display. Ooh. 
go one. Yeah, thank you. I don't think we're be finding anything with this. How to refresh is a property and it's a Boolean. We can set it to false. Uh, so after we show, we could say display dot auto refresh equal false. I don't know if this is actually going to make it better, uh, but it's maybe worth a try. So we'll say we want to refresh each time we scale up. We want to refresh each time we scale down after we fill. But we can do the fill and the scale down in one in one frame, so to speak. We don't refresh in between each of those this way. Maybe it'll be a little less blinky. Okay, so for one thing, it's definitely slower. Like kind of a lot slower. Interestingly, we had kind of a spurt of speed there. Slower going, well, okay, I guess that makes sense. It's slower going down than it is going up, but that makes sense, I guess, because it takes time to fill zero. Go back to the uh, smaller range here, 5 and 20, give it only 10, 20, 5 and 21, 20 and 4. Oh, we got to do this one too. Currently running a rotation script on a fun house. Billy's getting dizzy. Nice. Whoa. Boing. Boing. I like that. That's pretty cool. Auto refresh is in C. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a property that's the. I mean, it's implemented in C in the core, but it exposes a Python property for us to call. Or not call, of course, because it's property, but set to true or false. Yeah, this one's kind of cool. I think we're going to keep this one how it is uh, and use this one as the next example. It is still slower uh, when it's going down than it is going up. Let me try without fill. Maybe, it, uh, maybe it's not as flashy this way. Let's take a look. Whoa. Oh. Right, we don't need fill because of the flashiness. We need fill because we don't want the vortex. 
We need fill. Um, I mean, I guess we could fill in here as well, and then it would be the same speed going both ways. A little bit more chunky that way. Still pretty good, though. So I think those hiccups are the camera, too. I was looking at this last night, like where it paused there for a second. I think that's either my camera or my network. I think on the Pi Portal screen itself, if you look at it directly, I don't think that pause happens. And actually, if I'm honest, I don't feel like it looks quite as chunky on the screen itself as I do coming through the camera there. Sorry, I killed the angle for you all, but looking at it more straight on. Yeah, that's pretty nice, actually. I kind of like the way that looks. Uh, but that's why it's slower when you refresh yourself. Well, I mean, I think when you call refresh like this, it's calling the same... I mean, I don't really know, truthfully. We'd have to go look inside display. My, my instinct, my gut guess is that when you call refresh like this, uh, it's calling the same code in C that auto-refresh is calling. It's just that auto-refresh is calling it as fast as it can, essentially, or as fast as it wants to. Um, whereas here, we're only explicitly calling it after we have modified the stuff we're showing. So with auto-refresh true, sometimes it will call refresh when we have not actually changed anything yet. And so it'll do some amount of work to draw something, but we didn't change anything, so it's actually the same thing it already drew. This way, we never do any work to refresh until after we have definitely changed what's on the display. Um, and so that's why I think this one goes faster, is because we're not wasting time refreshing when we haven't changed anything yet. I would be curious, actually, to compare this one, truthfully. Because now that we're back on 5 and 20, it may not be nearly as big of a noticeable thing, truthfully. Ah, okay, no, it is much flashier. Yeah. Much flashier, so this definitely looks a lot better. And in this case, I think some of those extra flashes are when it's doing that refresh, even though it didn't need to. So it's like it's ending up redrawing a bunch of pixels that were already that were already drawn with the thing they needed. Uh, but this way, it's only drawing them after we actually make a change. Yeah, I like this one. This is nice. Bouncing Billy, I like the uh, is the name of this one. Auto refresh has additional logic to look for changes. Oh, okay, okay. So it does some checking to see if it uh, to see if it. I mean, it seems to cause the extra blinkiness here. So that's kind of the symptom that uh, seems to come from the auto refresh. I will say though, everything I did say so far about it, this is all like how I think it works, and it's definitely not something that I have looked into. Uh, so definitely don't take what I what I say as like it is definitely for sure this way. Um, that is kind of my guess. Uh, one of these days I will kind of do a 
more thorough read through of display.io once I kind of grok the C code a little better. Um, and then maybe I will have a more concrete idea, but that, that's kind of how I think it works uh, with regards to the refreshes. Uh, and then, you know, symptomatically, we can see it is definitely making it more flashy, um, causing that blinking to go on. Whereas this one's like pretty darn smooth. You know, if we, I wonder what it would be like if we just did like, well, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah, I guess it does. Times two here. We go double, not quite times 10. Of course, we're going to have the same problem here where we get bigger than 20. Let's see what it looks like, though. I'm curious. This is one of the fun things about playing with, uh, you know, visual stuff is you can just kind of like tweak values and see what happens. Sometimes it draws cool stuff. But it's worth a try. So this will give it like double the number of frames that, you know, not frames, but like the number of sizes in between, like while it's going up and down, you know. What was this on? Okay, 20 times two, four times two, minus one. Oh, yeah, we would stay on minus one, I think. Yeah, we don't wanna stay on minus one. We don't wanna times that by two. So this will basically make each size change smaller. It's not, you know, it's it's changing by 5% each time instead of 10% each time. So it's making twice as many changes, which ultimately does make it slower, but it makes it smoother as it's getting bigger and smaller. But I think I actually like the previous one better. This one is nice as well in its own way. But I think I like the other one, the faster one, better because it feels more bouncy. Feels like it's bouncing. And I think that's a fun, fun thing, the way it looks, the way it feels when you watch it. Yeah. This one feels kind of like boing, boing. Like Billy's on a pogo stick or something jumping out at you. You could also do easing if you wanted. You know, you could add like acceleration at the beginning or the end so that it kind of like coasts in at the end or speeds up at the end. You could kind of give it that feel of speed up or slow down at the beginning or end. Uh, Auto-refresh auto is asynchronous with your code change, yeah. 50, so moving it by fives, is that the same math or does it work out different? 50, 201, 5, 200, 49, minus 5. And then uh, over 10 or? No, we would need to be over 100, I think, right? Yeah, over 100. Yeah, I think we need over 100. Sinusoidal swing, yeah. 
could do it, uh, you could have it speed up and slow down like a sine wave. I don't have a sense of that. Is that one slower or faster? I don't quite have a sense of it. It feels a, a tad slower to me, but it also does feel a bit smoother. Again, kind of like that same trade-off we saw before, but not quite as extreme, though. This one does seem a little bit faster than the one we had, the times 2 A little bit faster and a little bit less smooth. But to me, it does feel a hair more smooth and slower than the previous one we did with the 20 and the 5. Then you can just change the step size. Again, I, I wasn't watching the screen that time, but I believe those pauses, those actual, like, where it's not moving for a second, I believe that is in the camera and the streaming software that's bringing the camera feed to my screen, which and then in turn is feeding into OBS and going out to you all. Um, and I believe that that link between the camera and my PC is where the pause is at, not on the actual Pi portal. If I watch it, I've watched it for several cycles now, and it has never done the pause. I only ever see that on the display. Um, okay, I think I'm gonna... I think I am gonna go back to the 5 and the 20, just because it's smaller numbers, um, and hopefully it's easier... Whoa. Uh, that back, please? Do cut. Not sure if I really needed undo or redo. Probably messes up my history, doesn't it? Not that bad. Okay. I think I'm gonna leave it on this one just because they're much smaller numbers, so hopefully it's very, very clear what it's doing. Yeah, this one is totally faster. The hair faster and more chunky too, like the individual Changes are easier to see, I think. But it does have that nice boingy effect, which I do like. Um, okay, so we got our empty line. Got all of our stuff. We should have some comments. Just say loop forever. We are going to enjoy our image still, but our Im we're also looping for the purpose of changing the size of our image now, not just for the purpose of continuing to show it, which is kind of splitting hairs. But uh, let's see here. We're going to loop uh, loop from 0 0.5 scale. Let's just say loop loop from 0 0.5. To 2.0 scale factors. Empty the destination bitmap. 
clear out the previously drawn frame. Paste in Billy at the current scale size from our loop. Olaf from Colorado, how's it going? Love the factory. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Friday. We got some uh, we got some boingy boingy billies here. Got the uh, Billy LED boinging in and out like this, which is kind of fun. Uh, okay, do this one. Refresh the display. Uh, so we want to refresh the display to draw our changes. Loop from 2.0 down to, to 0 0.5. Scale factors. I guess we could say... Um, step size 0.1. And technically it's 1, but then because we're dividing... Step size 0 0.1. Destination bitmap, this is basically the same stuff. Oh. You know, one thing we could do that would be faster than this, instead of, because our destination bitmap is big. Remember when we had the, when we had dest bitmap filled in, well, it's gonna cover up if we do it now. Remember though, this is big, right? This is the the height times two and the width, well, and the and the height times two the other way. We have a bunch of blank space out here that's part of our bitmap that is not visible to us, right? We only care about where Billy's at here. These pixels out here, we're not doing anything with. When we say fill zero, it's actually taking time, I think, to paint those pixels on the outsides as well. You know what we could do instead of fill zero, we could actually um, we could actually use fill region, which we looked at in the docs earlier. Uh, fill region right here to only paint the rectangle that Billy occupied at the previous scale factor. Um, that way we would not be spending time changing those outer pixels, which are never going to actually be anything different anyway. That would speed us up just a hair. I don't, well, I say just a hair. I don't know exactly what the, uh, what the actual visual effect would be, but I do know that, well, I think that that should be a little bit more efficient. Um, so this should start going a little bit faster and a little bit smoother if we did it that way but I don't know for sure if I want to, because I also kind of want to keep the example focused. Um, and the thing we are showing here is more so the roto zoom than it is the fill or the fill region or anything else. Like the roto zoom is the thing where you should be isolating and showing. And so even though I do think that would squeeze a little bit more performance out, I think it makes the example more complex and thus not as good of an example. So we'll have another example that is fill region. And then if we wanted to, maybe we could have an advanced one 
that uses both fill region and roto zoom to actually try to get the most bang for the buck that it possibly can. But for this one, I want to keep it basic. Yeah, so we're going to go same thing here. Paste in Billy at the current scale size from our loop. Refresh the display so it will draw our changes. Uh, there we go. Right like that. Uh, hello from Europe. Oh, how's it going, uh, Axel Magnus? Thanks for tuning in. That's awesome to, uh, to know we've got folks in Europe watching. Um, I don't know the time difference, but if you're interested in this kind of content, I also stream uh, in the mornings on Saturdays, so like tomorrow morning, but of course when I say morning, I mean morning my time. Um, you know, I keep meaning to... I keep meaning to uh, to make one of these things that will count down for me. Time countdown. I don't remember the name of this page. There's a page that... This is it, actually. Time and date. Work from home. Boxing. Basketball. Dragons. New Year's. Generic. Text only. Oh, wow, that is some fancy text there, huh? Tomorrow? I just want tomorrow. Hour is at 10 a.m. my time. Why does it say 10 and 10 a.m.? Oh, it's 24 hours, I see. Location of event? Yeah, I mean, it's on the internet, I guess, right? One, what is that? 1,001 minutes? How is that helpful? This one's a lot. What is... Oh, is that in binary? What is going on with that? Must be binary or something. Or like hex, maybe? Hex or something? Anyway, 16 hours, 40 minutes from now. Um, if that is a more reasonable time to watch from Europe, I'll be around tomorrow streaming similar type of stuff. And I'm around at this time every week on Saturdays, so... Whatever time zone it is uh, in your place, 16 hours, 40 minutes from now. Ah, you got the F1. Yeah, no worries there. I hear you. Uh, I hear you there. It is tough to compete. I definitely cannot drive nearly that fast, and there's no competition here. So uh, I definitely hear you there. Just programming. Lots of programming. I can program fairly fast sometimes, but not as fast as some of the folks here on Twitch. Uh, although we're on Twitch and YouTube now, I suppose. I need to, like, bookmark this so it shows up every week. So I just have this thing and I can show it uh, for tomorrow. Um, okay, I think we got this one knocked out, didn't we? Do we have anything else we wanna do? I think we're pretty good. Got comments on everything. Roto zoom, initial scale. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Let's save it. Let's copy it. Let's put it over in the repo. Uh, this will be bitmap tools scale animated. What? The other one go. Hmm. 
So I think this is because I didn't fetch main before I made this branch. Hmm. I've already committed now, haven't I? Indeed. Um, let's just go fetch Adafruit. Nope, Circuit Python. And update Circuit Python. And merge Circuit Python main into Bitmap Tool Scale. But I love to have a beer at midnight on Fridays watching a real coder in action. Nice. I'm happy to have you around watching out. I'm glad there's uh glad I can provide some coding entertainment or inspiration or just something to watch for fun. Um so now we got our other stuff. I think what we'll do is let's make one called bitmap tools. Bitmap tools, tools, uh scale bmp animated.py there yes add it let's paste it boom save it there it is now yeah this has pre-commit but not um i'll run it but i think it does not actually i'm not sure what all it does might not actually be doing pylint or everything on all the code i'm not actually sure pre-commit run what is this? Fix into files? I actually did catch quite a bit of stuff. Uh, I'm to see. So some of it's going to be black reformatting. So that portion of it will actually just uh, pass the second time. Ooh, that did actually do a fair amount of changes, though. Well, okay, I did one to two changes in each of these, I guess. Got our animated. We did still fail a couple of things here, too. Pylint. Might as well fix those up. So I think it wants board before a lot of this stuff. Image load should be before bitmap tools. though I agree with that one but pilot uh, pilot tends to win my disagreements with it what do we got here math should be before board please just I don't know could you just organize them in the order you want that'd be cool is this Adafruit image load should be before display IO so it's like it wants board before image load but it wants image load before display io and bitmap tools have that right that doesn't make any sense to me no wait what board let's just be fixing one at a time Is it even possible to get these in an order that it likes already import 
Image load should be before bitmap tools. Uh, not what we had before. Like we're going in circles. Yeah, am I crazy here? We're just going in circles. We're juggling imports. Oh no, we got it. We landed. Okay. Okay. Pardon me. Alright, we made it. Constant name, big belly scale, doesn't conform to some stuff. I guess you could make it shouty if you want. Uh, is that in control shift U? No. Should not have done that, I guess. Uh, undo. Shift W? There's like a two uppercase, but I don't know how to do it. Jet Pro. I mean, I guess I could always just refactor. Up a new thing. Uh, refactor. Big, big, Billy. Scale. Normal. Billy scale. Little Billy. Uh, more import orders. We can uh, use the same one. Closer. I think we made it. Yeah, okay. End of line. End of file. Um, yeah, okay. So we're going to make a new commit, even though we changed a bunch of other stuff, unfortunately. I guess I means I probably didn't run pre-commit yesterday, and I should have, but... Format. Rotate examples. Add scale. Animated example format rotate and scale examples
Go foamy guy when we push it. Map tool scale, new branch under foamy guy. Yep, push it. Make a new PR for it. If anybody watching is interested, you'll be able to grab my code from the PR. Uh, and also, if anybody is interested, you could leave a comment or a review on the PR. That would definitely be most appreciated uh, if you do try it out, especially. Uh, so we're going to go GitHub, CircuitPython, be near the top of the list here. Make a PR for this. Map tool scale, examples, and format. All bitmap tools samples. The things Pylon gets grumpy about are things that I don't understand why it matters. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> the import order especially I doesn't I don't I don't quite get I don't get the order it's trying to figure out. Like, to me, I don't even understand the pattern, truthfully. To me, it feels like, if anything, it would be like maybe it wants all libraries after all built-in modules. But in this case, what we ended up with is like board, which is a built-in module first, then image load, which is a library, and then bitmap tools and display.io, both of which are built-ins. And I don't, I have no idea why that is what it likes. I don't even see the pattern of like. Oh, uh, I maybe understand it. It might think that this import bitmap tools is this folder bitmap tools. So it thinks this is like local to the project. accidentally but it's not actually it's a folder that holds examples though so the name of the folder was chosen to match the name of the module in this case maybe is confusing it maybe this should be examples maybe each of these should be bitmap tools underscore examples digital io underscore examples that might make it not as, con if my theory about why it's confused about these is correct, that might fix it. And so board comes first because board is not in here. So it knows that it's definitely not local to this project. Yeah, that's my guess actually. It is still weird that it, that it cares. And it's also weird that it's confused because this is not importable because it doesn't have an init pie inside of it. So it should, and realistically, it should be looking in here and seeing that there's no init pie and deducing that it can't be imported and that that means that this thing is not talking about this thing, which means it's... Well, what are you playing with, buddy? Uh oh. Ripey Cat just knocked this mouse and a ball right over here. Back to him. Buddy, you ready? Go. Not very interested after we threw it. Took all the fun out of it, I guess. But those folders don't have... Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking, is, like, I don't know why it... I mean, that's my guess. I could still be wrong about my guess, but that's what I'm thinking, because that's the only pattern I can see, is that bitmap tools and display.io 
belong to this project if you don't understand that they don't actually, which I guess it doesn't. I would I would think it would be smart enough to look for a nitpie though, so I am a little surprised and uh perhaps untrusting of that theory. That is my best theory, but it still could be wrong and the fact that it doesn't have a nitpie makes me think maybe it is wrong, because it should be checking for that, I would think. That seems like a pretty good base level check. Two new examples, uh, one showing a scaled image uh, at three different sizes, sizes, and another showing uh, animated, uh, showing an animation, an animation, scaling image up and down. Uh, and basically, just like my PR yesterday, I'll go ahead and include the uh, a little video of this one and a little image of the other one. So I can take a video with this thing called Peak. It's already pretty much sized perfectly for the Pi Portal because that's the last thing I recorded. I think we'll start when it's small, but it's actually going to count down to three, so I'm not going to get it right. So I guess I'll just click it like here and see what we get. Nope. <laughs> yeah, pretty close, I guess. And we don't need this to be too long. A couple seconds is good. Billy scale animation. Let's see here. I suspect the order. The, let's see the order. Expect that the order requirements are influenced by uh, libraries and modules that import other libraries and modules under the covers, or maybe the same ones, perhaps. I guess that's the other side of uh, convention over configuration, though. Like my code base at work has some files in it whose names start with test underscore. Oh my goodness. Yes. A million thousand times percent yes. I have run into this exact problem. I create files test underscore something, like test some part of my system, and it's like a script that I'm using to test something, but it's not a pi test it's not a unit test it's not expecting to be run by a test runner uh, and the ide is like this is a test do you want to run it with the test runner and i'm like no no i i just want to run it and i want to have the word test in its name and i want you to stop bothering me about it and it's like nope best i can do is offer to run it as a test take it or leave it and i'm like leave it that's what i've been trying to say the whole time it just offers again. This doesn't seem to have saved. Not in the right folder, which would probably be part of the reason why. There we are. Yeah, the test name. I'm with you on the test name. Is Pylon actually trying to do some kind of just dependency resolution under the hood? Uh, that would seem to be really complicated. Uh, I do not know the answer to that. Pylon uh, is definitely more complicated than than I know about. Tell you that for sure. Got our mouse in the video. It's alright though. Yeah, we don't need this one. Put a picture as well. This one will be easy. We can just grab the camera. Uh, I'll take the code back from 
scale BMP. Take a little screen snip of that one. Here we go. Hey, where's the image? Oh, it took my video away? Actually, just because it's not by its own. Cool. Uh, another thing I want to do related to this effort is inside the core. So right at home for a deep dive podcast. Um, let's see, let me catch up on the chat here as well. Fairly knowledgeable, but I recall there's uh, some resources listed in there. Circup has them too. Fancy resolution is a hard problem. I would want to bite. I wouldn't want to bite that off in my own code if I could avoid it. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm with you definitely. There is. A, there's a thing called Pi. Uh, gosh, what is the name of that thing actually? Pi. I don't remember the name of it now. Um, there's a Python module that figures out the dependencies for you. Like you point it at a code file and it will, uh, it can like, it parses the code and it returns to you a list of the imports basically. Um, so it's like programmatically giving you access to what imports uh, a chunk of code are going to have. That's what we use. Um, for the learn guide system that um, there's a utility that takes uh, well that generates screenshots of all of the project files uh, for each project every project inside the learn system um, every circuit Python project at least it this thing this tool generates screenshots of what the file system would look like if you put that project's files on your circuit Pi drive and it it uses this Python library whose name escapes me uh, that looks up the imports for you. It's a pretty slick thing. I do think Circup has something as well. Maybe I, you know what? I, I think it's called Find Imports. Actually, I found Find Imports. Yeah, this. I'm pretty sure this is it. Yeah, this thing is super cool. If ever I found myself trying to solve that problem, I would be like, let's use this. Uh, 
Let's not trust me to make code that does this correctly. Just look at how many command line options I sort. Yeah. Have to download without a config asset database. Yeah. Okay, so let's make this PR. Oh, we already did make this PR actually. Yeah, so if anybody watching wants to uh, try out the new scale examples, you can find them here. Uh, and also, anybody watching is free. If you would like, please feel free to leave a, a comment or a review. Uh, if you do try it out, let us know if it worked or if you had trouble or what device you tried it on, that sort of stuff. All of that kind of stuff is always helpful. Um, if you will, uh, if you want to get involved, um, you know, that's, that's always helping us having folks look over, look over changes a little bit, test them out. Just let us know if it worked for you, like whatever level you're comfortable with. All of those are, are all very helpful for us. So uh, if anybody is so inclined, then have fun with that. I think the other thing I'll do is, uh, one of the things I want to do as part of this effort is actually also update the docs. Um, to try to make the docs better. So for one thing is we could have an example here in the docs, which I think would be good, but I'm not sure that I'm quite ready to do that yet because realistically we could probably have a couple examples here because RotoZoom again is a very, you know, dynamic utility, right? It, it, it does a lot of different things. Like we have, you know, four examples already and we've only touched the, the angle and the scale and the OX and the OI. We haven't even touched pretty much any of the other input configurations we have. So uh, there's quite a bit more stuff it can do. And so I th think maybe multiple small examples probably makes the most sense, kind of like the ones I'm building, but we'll have to figure out how we want them formatted in here. But I don't want to quite uh, add those quite yet, but one thing I do want to do, I think is, uh, Fix up a couple of these definitions a bit. Like I think we could include the default values here. Um, and in a couple of these places, actually, we could include the default values. And then also we could include the information that tells you what the default values do. Because like in the case of 0x and 0y, the default values are actually none. But then, of course, it's useful to know that what none does is actually default to the center of the uh, destination bitmap. Uh, thanks for pulling back the covers of bitmap tools. Hadn't looked at it before. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm happy to, uh, I'm happy A, to dive through this stuff some more myself, just because uh, this is helping me learn about it, but also am especially happy to help other folks get interested, get involved, take a first look at it, and uh, you know see if it's a utility that might be helpful for your for you someday, so that's good to hear. Thanks for the uh, feedback, appreciate it, C. Grover. Uh, kind of like parsing ELF and STM CubeMon for monitoring uh, trending variables. Uh, I'm not familiar with much of that stuff, so I couldn't say too much. Let me X out these boxes. We don't quite need this gigantic one box thing here. Uh, okay. So I think, yeah, that's one thing I'm gonna do is, um, on this RotoZoom, I think, Ox and oi, we're gonna say uh, default defaults to none, which causes it to use half the midway. Use the midway. Use causes it to use the midway point. 
Okay, see, here's where we get tripped up a bit. We gotta do this. Midway point. Of, uh, I guess, really, we should say horizontal. Horizontal midway point of the destination bitmap. Defaults to none, which causes it to use the horizontal midway point of the destination bitmap. Same thing here, but it's going to be vertical midway point. Defaults to none, which causes it to use the vertical. Whoop. How come sometimes it just automatically does that, but other times it doesn't? Vertical midway point of the destination bitmap. Bitamp? Bitmap. Bitamp. Bitmap. There we go. Um, PX and PY basically have the same kind of logic going on right here, px, py. This is where I learned about this actually is in the code here. There's comments that says none convert to source height over two. Uh, so this is actually how I figured out what these do. And I thought it made a lot of sense to include these in the docs strings. That way they'll show up in the, uh, in the docs pages. Uh, and also consequently in the stubs, which means inside the IDE, if you keep your stubs up to date, what is the largest bitmap it can load? Good question, lovely A72. Uh, it's going to depend entirely on memory, so it's going to be a different answer for different devices, and it's also going to be a different answer depending on what else your program does. Um, so unfortunately, that may not be a super helpful answer. Generally speaking, most devices can hold a bitmap that is the size of the display, um, so this Pi Portal Titano is 480 by 320. I believe there is enough memory to hold a bitmap that fits the display. Uh, I don't know how many colors you can fit within that bitmap. There may be some limitation there. On smaller devices, such as this Pi Portal Standard, this is the regular Pi Portal, uh, this one is only 320 by 240, which is actually quite a few less pixels than the Titano, so it can definitely hold at least one bitmap that is the size of the display. I know that for certain because I've done it on that device. Um, but yeah, it, it basically there is no like one-size-fits-all answer. Um, it depends on how much memory your device has, and it depends on what other stuff your program puts into memory. Uh, basically, your limit, though, is the memory of the CircuitPython device that you're running on, um, which is, it is still a microcontroller, so this is like in the scale of kilobytes somewhere. I don't know the exact size, and it's different on different devices, but you got a couple kilobytes, basically, for uh, for playing around with there. Yeah, for sure. Good question. Um, so PX and PY, we're going to do the same thing. Defaults to none, which causes... It to use the did this one again where it didn't give me this part. Well, we don't want spaces. Actually, I don't know if we want spaces versus tabs. I guess we'll find out. 
Default to none, which causes it to use the horizontal, horizontal midway way point in the source bitmap this one is instead of the destination bitmap. Basically the same thing here, defaults to none, which causes it to use the vertical. Why though does it not give me these? This is crazy. I swear one of the times I pressed enter it gave me this. I don't know, it's not, depends where it's at I guess. It's not figuring it out for these ones. Um, defaults to none, which causes it to use the vertical. We should keep the same. Adjective? An adjective? I don't know. We should use the same word as we did up there, basically. A uh, couple others we can do, actually. Uh, none converts to 0.0, .0 for the angle. Angle of the rotation. Defaults. To none, which is 0, 0.0 radians, radians or no rotation. Scale, scaling factor defaults to 1.0, which is the same as the source size. Defaults to, well, it actually defaults to none. Technically, it defaults to none. which gets treated as, if we want to be technical, gets treated as 1.0 or same as original source size. Cool, okay, let's run make HTML because this will build the docs. Not here it won't though. Well, I don't think, I'm not actually sure. Up here it should, we don't wanna be on this branch though, I'll tell you that. Let's make a branch. Uh, git fetch, data fruit, git checkout dash b, uh, bitmap tools, no, let's say rotozoom, rotozoom, docs, tweaks, improvements. Improvements from Adafruit main. No track. Go track it. All right, there it is. Much better. Uh, we fetched first. Ah, uh, didn't pull. Do I have to? I don't have to pull because I did fetch. I don't remember. Do I have to pull or not? Am I going to be behind main? I don't think it should matter unless there's like merge conflicts, even if I was behind main. So these are actually the only ones with extra notes down here. So these are the ones I'm most sure about the sort of defaults and the default behavior of. I think I'll leave the rest for now, but I feel like this is a pretty good improvement anyway, because uh, even myself last night, I was looking at the docs trying to figure out how like what these things did uh, and this extra bit of information I eventually found it inside the core code but if I had found it in the docs uh, I would have gotten my stuff figured out a little bit quicker uh, with a speed hit is it trivial to grab external BMPs 
uh, or use an external video buffer? Not sure I know the answer to that one. Is it trivial to grab external BMPs? Do you mean like grab the uh, BMP from the web or something like that when you say external BMPs? Um, I'm also not super familiar with graphics stuff in general, so I'm not sure I understand external video buffer, truthfully. Um, like I have my level of understanding of graphic stuff is very high level. Like I've done some uh, Android development, you know, with graphics stuff integrated, and I've done the Circuit Python development. But it's, you know, um, all of my knowledge is pretty centered around those two platforms, Android and uh, and Circuit Python. I don't necessarily have a deeper understanding of all the concepts of different ways that graphics have been done on computers over time. Um. So we can run make HTML off chip memory. Ah, I gotcha. So on a uh, like a different device, basically, not on the main chip. So like loading it from an SD card or something, for instance, uh, if I understand what you mean. In which case, um, that is the case. I do think it's fairly fast to load it from a uh, from like an SD card or something like that. I haven't tried specifically. Um, but I think it's fairly quick. I don't think it's like noticeably any faster than uh, the coming from CircuitPy. Um, I don't know if this is a legitimate viewer over in the YouTube here. I can't. Uh, I can't read your messages, so, and I'm not sure if they're appropriate or spam or what. I don't really know what's going on with those. Sorry, so I'm going to go ahead and hide those. Uh, if you want to uh, ask questions or anything like that, English would be best. Uh, that's the only language I can speak, unfortunately, so I apologize if you're trying to speak a different language. It may be something I didn't understand, and I do apologize for that, but uh, if you do have questions or anything, if you can put them in English in the chat, I'd be happy to answer or... If you just have something you want to share, otherwise you can do it that way as well. Math Jacks. Oh yeah, we had this last time, right? Um, this is happening. Don't know what the root cause of that is, but if I recall right, we still got a good build last time, so it was, you know, a warning, not an error. I guess it's uh, it's telling us this is a problem, but it's not stopping it from working. But not index. In index. Box index okay this is it what we want to do that probably killed the chat sorry about that go there I go bitmap tools Action bitmap manipulation tools roto zoom ox defaults to none which causes it to use the, what? Defaults to none, which causes it to use the vertical midway point of the destination bitmap. Um, where did the last part of Ox go? Ah. I spy a missing one of these, my little eye.
Okay. That's interesting. So the docs is looking for this thing. Slash slash pipe. Uh, we're off by one character here now too, which is going to bug me. So I'm going to fix it and cancel this. Try again. Um, on the SD card topic front, uh, another thing to consider is like there's Adafruit SD card, the library. There's also, I think, built in SD card IO. And I think there might even be one other thing that's built in. I think there might be two ways to read SD cards built in and one that's a library. So there's actually, there's kind of a few different options. Some of them may at this point rely on the other ones. And uh, honestly, personally, I'm not too up on which, which is which and which one's best. And if the higher level ones actually use the best lower level ones or whatever. So I don't have all those details. Um, there's probably a, gar a guide about it out there somewhere, some kind of documentation. If you look in the docs for SD card IO, my guess is it should have the lowdown. Um, but I think those different ways of like connecting to and reading the SD card can result in different speeds as well. I believe there is one of those things that is kind of like fastest, most efficient, the newest one. Um, Unfortunately, I don't recall exactly which one it is. There's also, yeah, there's also this idea of SD IO IO also kind of comes into the mix somehow but again i'm not where it's at there it is um i'm not super it's not i don't know the full picture here basically which one is which and what they mean but that i do believe factors in as well different ones can be faster or slower for reading so there's probably one that would read the bitmap the fastest all right let's get this refreshed there we go that's looking a lot better already Defaults to none, which causes it to use the horizontal midway point of the destination BMP. Vertical pixel location in destination bitmap, where source bitmap point PXPY is placed. Defaults to none, which causes it to use the vertical midway point of the destination bitmap. Under PX and PY, horizontal pixel location in the source bitmap that is placed onto the destination bitmap at aux and oi. Defaults to none, which causes it to use the horizontal midway point of the source bitmap. Vertical pixel location in the source bitmap that is placed into the destination at aux oi. Defaults to none, which causes it to use the vertical midway point of the source. Yep, that sounds good. Angle we changed as well. Angle of rotation in radians, positive clockwise direction. Defaults to none, which gets treated as zero, zero radians or no rotation. Scale, scaling factor, defaults to none. It gets treated as 1.0 or same as original source size. Nice, I like it. Yeah, that stuff uh, would have been helpful to me yesterday, so I assume that it will be helpful to somebody at some point in the future. So we'll save that. We will run pre-commit, pre-commit, run, uh, run A. All right, we passed it. We will go ahead and commit. No, I don't know why that's different. I'm gonna undo that one. These are the changes we want. Yeah, 
we're just gonna do only those changes. I'll leave the other one unchecked, which means it won't be part of my commit. Um, improving roto zoom docs doc strings argument. I think maybe we have pre-commit installed as well, which means it runs again. Of course, we just passed it and it, or we just ran and it passed it anyway, so it shouldn't do anything the second time. But here's our one commit with our one, you know, set of changes here inside of init. All the rest of these are listed here because these are all commits uh, since the last time that I updated the foamy guy fork. Um, I tend to only update whenever I make a new branch like this in order to make a PR. So. Since the last PR I made, all of these are changes into main. So we're gonna push that. That's gonna go to Foamy Guy Rotozoom Docs Improvements, then we'll go make a PR from that. Uh, and then we're probably gonna wrap it up pretty quick after that. So if anybody does have any other questions, comments, ideas, anything they wanna share, um, now would be the time in the last couple of minutes here. So let's head over to CircuitPython repo, GitHub Adafruit CircuitPython. We'll make the PR from this. Improving RotoZoom arguments, argument doc strings. That's pretty good. The ox and the oi, we got the picks and the pi, got the angle and the scale. Strings. Not a word. Word, isn't it? Okay. Nah, I think it's a word. We're just going to pretend it's a word. Uh, updated a few of the argument doc strings to include the default, default values and behavior. Oh, you know what I didn't run is make, but I guess pre-commit runs make translate, doesn't it? Well, we didn't add any strings either though. Did we? No, yeah, because we're only doc strings. Yeah, we shouldn't, I, I think we shouldn't, shouldn't be any translations that it needs, I don't think. Um, so yeah, the actions now, this is gonna make it build all the different builds of CircuitPython, so it's gonna take it a while. We definitely won't sit here and wait for it to finish. Um, but yeah, I think that's about where I'll wrap it up for now. Again, I'll be back uh, tomorrow morning, my time, which is in 15 hours and 56 minutes, roughly, assuming I put all this stuff in correctly. Uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Central Time tomorrow, if not. Um, I'll be back streaming. I'll drop links in the Discord, the live broadcast chat, which is on the screen right there. I'll drop the links to uh, my Twitch and the YouTube video for tomorrow's stream. Um, we'll probably be working on this same kind of stuff. I still want to knock out a couple more of the uh, the different things that RotoZoom can do. Like I still haven't touched the clip stuff yet uh, for either destination or source. Haven't done any of that stuff yet. Haven't done any skip index yet. 
Uh, so we'll play with those things. We'll build the examples for them. I think that's probably one of the things we'll work on tomorrow. Uh, and I still want to do examples for the rest of these functions as well. So, you know, alpha blend, fill region, boundary fill, draw line. I'll have to figure out more what a rayblet does before I can do that one. Read into is kind of the same, truthfully. Dither, definitely want to learn about that one. Um, so I probably won't get to all these tomorrow, but working on a couple more of these examples will probably be what I am up to uh, when I am around and stream tomorrow. So uh, if anybody wants, you can check in on that. Uh, thanks again to everybody who watched. Uh, appreciate all of you hanging out. Um, definitely had fun. Hopefully this was interesting and or uh, you know, educational. Hopefully some folks learned about bitmap tools. You can definitely do lots of neat stuff inside Display.io with this. So uh, I'm excited to learn more about it and get more examples for it out there um, so we can get more folks using it. And yeah, again, uh, thanks everybody for watching. Um, have a good night. Hope everybody has a good, uh, you know, good rest of the day today, has a good tomorrow, weekend, all that stuff. And um, yeah, I'll see, uh, I'll catch you all next time, uh, which again for me will be tomorrow if you want to follow along. So. I'll see you then. Thanks.